Ah, yes. Welcome to a Friday edition of MLB Morning Coffee, albeit a little bit later on a Friday. We did not record until Friday afternoon. A couple of things came up for me. I was also working on my other podcast, the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast, where basketball is making a lot of news right now. The Bulls have just hired a new executive vice president of basketball operations, Arturis Karnaschovas, and there's been a lot of news surrounding them. So I've had to shift a little bit of focus to that for the time being, but I want to make sure to get out an episode of MLB Morning Coffee today. As always, remember, write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. I know that we've been having some issues with Apple Podcasts lately, and for some reason the public link, if you don't subscribe, is not coming up. This is something that happens once in a while with Apple Podcasts. I've done a manual refresh on the podcast feed, so hopefully everything will be back to normal pretty soon and that you'll be able to get this episode in a timely manner. But if you aren't, I recommend listen on Spotify. I always tweet out the Spotify link. We are also on Stitcher, which is a really good podcast platform. And if you have an Android, I highly recommend Google Play. They also have a really good podcast system as well. So what I wanted to talk about today is an article that came out yesterday from J.J. Cooper of Baseball America, and he has been phenomenal when it has come to covering the minor leagues and what minor league baseball is doing in regards to contraction. Now, Cooper put out an article yesterday that basically outlined the bleak situation that minor league baseball is facing, and I'm going to read a little bit from that article for you now. Quote, While most everyone involved in MILB is cautiously optimistic publicly, the reality is it is going to be quite difficult for any MILB team to play at all this year. In off-the-record discussions with people all around the game, there is a near-universal acknowledgement that there are a massive amount of hurdles that have to be overcome to make any MILB season happen. Public pronouncements in recent days make the resumption of the season difficult. Multiple governors have said they find it unlikely that mass events, including sporting events, will be allowed in the next several months. In an interview with Snapchat this week, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said that sports will only return this summer in a very controlled circumstance with no fans. That's only the first hurdle. Many MILB leagues stretch across numerous states. Getting approval from each state, county, and city to resume adds several additional logistical hurdles. The South Atlantic League, a league that plays in 14 cities in 7 states, or the Pacific Coast League, which has 16 teams in 11 states, can't easily resume if only half of its teams are in areas where mass meetings are allowed. Even if somehow those issues were resolved and MILB leagues were cleared by local and state governments to play, there are further obstacles. MLB teams would have to decide if they are comfortable sending players to travel from town to town for an MILB season. So the article goes on to highlight a couple of the hurdles. And I think that the hurdles are multifold, and I want to first start off with what Cooper is addressing here. Major League Baseball can survive on television revenue. The contracts that are given to Major League Baseball teams are enough to sustain the product and provide revenue to the teams. Minor League Baseball does not have any major television contract. Most Minor League Baseball teams aren't even on cable television, and those that are only have a few select games in major markets. For example, here in California, the San Jose Giants are on a local Comcast channel, and they broadcast probably about one game every two weeks, maybe more. The Stockton Ports on the same channel. 
No other team in the league is on cable television, and even if they were, they don't have the type of contract that benefits them any revenue. Most of the advertising revenue doesn't come through TV for minor league baseball. It comes through in-stadium signage, program advertisements, sponsorship deals for on-field promotions, and radio ads, which some are more valuable than others because not every minor league baseball team is on an actual radio station. I know. I was in minor league baseball for five years. My first two years with the Clinton Lumber Kings, we were on a station, WCCI, really big country station in northwestern Illinois that had its signal stretch into western Iowa and northern Wisconsin. My next two years with the San Rafael Pacifics and the Helena Brewers, radio only, and last year with the Idaho Falls Chuckers on a radio station. Advertisers like radio because radio has a bigger reach. And the internet, people don't necessarily have the incentive to log on. You're in your car, you turn on the radio, you hear that advertisement. You have to make an effort to listen to a game on the internet. You don't have to make that same effort to listen to a game on the radio. But the whole point of it is, is that minor league baseball does not have the same type of revenue source from media that Major League Baseball does. So where does Minor League Baseball make its revenue? They make its revenue from in-stadium sponsorship sales of signs, program advertisements, on-field promotions, and of course, the gate. People buying merchandise, people buying concessions, the stands being packed with fans. Minor League Baseball thrives off of in-person attendance. And if you can't have fans in the stands, Minor League Baseball is not going to make any revenue. That's the biggest issue here. Minor League Baseball cannot function as normal without fans because they will lose money. What it takes to actually operate a stadium, there's almost no point. That's the problem. Minor League Baseball can't make money and can't afford to pay its staff and keep up its cost and be able to pay rent on its facilities if they're not bringing in revenue. Because Major League Baseball's revenue is coming from television contracts. That is a big chunk of the money that they make. It's none of what Minor League Baseball makes. And if Minor League Baseball is going to survive, they have to function as normal. They can't function in a modified no-fans-in-the-stands plan. Not to mention the other hurdles that you're dealing with in regards to whether a state will approve or won't approve mass gatherings. And there are only two leagues in all of minor league baseball, outside of the complex leagues, of course, that are located in one state, both in high A, the Florida State League and the California League. And the California League is going to be the biggest test of all of this. You've got eight teams in the California League. California has been the strictest in regards to social distancing guidelines, and I applaud them for it. Make no mistake, I don't criticize my home state because they got out ahead of it before everybody else did, and that's why San Francisco has the lowest cases per 100,000 of almost any major city in the country. Governor Gavin Newsom, San Francisco Mayor London Breed, and Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti have taken this as seriously as any leader anywhere in the country. And California is not going to ease up on restrictions just to let fans back in the stands. Eric Garcetti went on CNN the other night and basically told Wolf Blitzer that he does not envision any sports with fans in stands in L.A. in 2020. I'm sure if they had put London Breed on there, she probably says the same thing. Now, San Francisco only has two pro sports teams in the city proper, the San Francisco Giants and the Golden State Warriors. 
San Francisco also, though, has the PGA Championship scheduled at Harding Park in San Francisco for the first week of August, and that's an event that draws a pretty big crowd. But the PGA Tour is going to be bringing events back in mid-June with no fans in the stands, and golf is a sport that you could play without having people there. You can social distance enough to the point where you're not going to have to interact with anybody else. But surrounding counties are also taking the same measure. Santa Clara County, which has the San Francisco 49ers and the San Jose Sharks, the San Jose Earthquakes, not to mention minor league baseball, San Jose Giants. Minor League Baseball's California League is going to live or die for this year on whether or not California will allow fans in the stands at pro sporting events. But the California League is just a more simplistic version of the problem that all of minor league baseball is going to face. Let's take the Midwest League, for example. In the Midwest League, the 16-team Midwest League of the low A level, you've got teams in Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and Kentucky. That is 16 teams across seven different states. Illinois has been extremely proactive about their social distancing guidelines. Places like Kentucky, not as much. Ohio, very proactive. Indiana, not as much. So, when you don't have states, I mean, the state of Iowa doesn't even have a stay-at-home order. Whereas Illinois had a stay-at-home order starting just after St. Patrick's Day. That's over a month ago at this point. Just barely over a month ago. Two bordering states. One of them has been under a stay-at-home order. One of them that still hasn't issued it. So how are you going to get everybody on the same page when you have a stay-at-home order in Illinois? You don't have it in Iowa. You can allow this many people in a stand in Illinois, this many people in Iowa, so on and so forth. I could put the example out for almost every other place. And if there are hot spots in certain states, they're going to put crowd bans in everywhere and keep them because that's the safe thing to do. And minor league baseball cannot survive without crowds. That is the stark reality that the minor league baseball industry is facing right now. And what's even more concerning at this point is the next year. Because a lot of the full season minor league teams were at the peak of their sales season when all of this hit. And they've already collected sponsorship dollars. And they're using those sponsorship dollars to continue to pay staff and to pay leases, and to keep up whatever operating costs that they still have. Now, if there's no minor league season, what are you going to do to the sponsors that paid in full? You have to give them IOUs. You have to make good on that for next year. So if there's no minor league baseball season in 2020, then you're going to have to have a bunch of make good promises to sponsors and season ticket holders for 2021. If somebody paid in full... You comp them for next year because they've effectively paid for nothing this year. That's just good faith. If a minor league team decided to keep money from somebody that paid for a full sponsorship or a full season ticket and then charge them again the next year, that team could get sued. And no team is going to ask somebody for money again after they already paid money for something that didn't happen. Not to mention that the CBA is up after this year and that 42 teams have their status in limbo for next year, and they have no idea whether or not they're going to be able to put on a season in the future. That's just the sad fact of it all. But, as Cooper also states, 
Whether a minor league season happens or not depends upon whether the major league team wants to send those minor league players to that city. The sad truth is that most major league teams don't care about the minor leagues at this point. They're just trying to be able to start up the major league season. And if they can do something for the minor league players, that currently is an afterthought. Minor leagues are not the focus of Major League Baseball's attention right now. Major League Baseball wants to get their own season up off the ground. They don't necessarily have too much of a worry about the minor leagues at this point. At the most, they want to make sure that a AAA season happens so that there's a reserve of players available if somebody gets injured or, God forbid, ends up coming down with COVID-19 and they have to be quarantined and removed from the team. Major League Baseball still has no idea what path they want to take in order to restart a potential season. There are so many plans that are floating out there, and I'm sure at some point next week, we're going to end up talking about plan X, Y, Z, up, down, around, what have you. It's just going to continue to churn until we actually have an answer. Now, as the article references, Dr. Fauci says that sports can return with no fans in the stands, and strict social distancing guidelines. That is the reality that pro sports, not just baseball, but all of pro sports is facing at this point. Whatever plan ends up coming to fruition is the plan that is allowed by the governor of that respective state. So if the governor of Arizona says that you can have sports with social distancing guidelines and no fans in the stands, then Major League Baseball may end up going to Arizona. If certain states prohibit sports from happening even without fans, then what you're going to end up seeing is one of these isolation bubble scenarios where Major League Baseball decides to play all of their games in Arizona or all of their games in Arizona and Florida or all of them in other state to be determined. You won't have... Giants home games at AT AT&T Park. You won't have Dodgers home games at Dodger Stadium. You won't have White Sox home games at Guaranteed Rate Field or Cubs games at Wrigley Field. If the states don't allow it, then Major League Baseball cannot return to their perceived normalcy for this year. And I personally think at this point that having some semblance of normalcy, even if it's just sports on TV with no crowds, is going to make people feel a lot better. It's going to make the healing process of recovering from COVID-19, not if you're actually recovering from the disease, but recovering from this time period that we've all been put through that for many, it's been mentally the most challenging time of their lives. I certainly can admit that it's been a challenging time for me. People have been put out of work, myself included. And it's very hard waking up every day and not knowing what's next, and not knowing what your life is going to be like a month from now. Heck, even a week from now. Because everything in this environment changes so quickly. And for those that work in minor league baseball, they're feeling the same thing. Teams have had to cut back full-time staffs, and guess what? If the revenue's not coming in as normal, there's no guarantees that they'll ever be able to hire back the same types of staffs that they once had. And that is really sad. Because I know that a lot of people love working in minor league baseball. I certainly did. You know, teams have gone down 
to four-man front office staffs. There have been teams that have had to cut more than 80% of their full-time workforce. And that's awful. But the revenue that's generated from attendance, from concessions, merchandise, promotions, and the money that comes in through in-park advertisements pays the salaries of these people, makes them have a livelihood, makes them able to survive. And a lot of these people don't even get paid that much. They get paid enough to own an apartment, have minimal health insurance, and be able to put food on the table from week to week. A lot of people in minor league baseball live paycheck to paycheck. That's the reality of it. But people work in it because they love it. And now minor league baseball front office staffs are being wiped out because the teams don't have any revenue coming in. And they're burning through slush funds. Teams have to keep operating at this point on the hopes that there is a season. But the longer that they continue to operate in hopes of a season, the lower and lower they're going to run on cash. And at that point, you may have front offices go down to just the general manager, to having one guy run a team. And they may not be able to get their staffs back. Because a lot of people that get laid off and they end up finding other jobs that pay better, they're not going to come back. They want the security. They want the ability to be able to put food on the table night after night and not have their job affected by varying cash flow. And that's what minor league baseball is at this point. It's an industry that is dependent upon cash flow that might not be there. And guaranteed it won't be there if fans aren't allowed into the ballpark. So not just the future of the teams that were on Major League Baseball's contraction list, but the future of a lot of minor league baseball franchises are very much in question at this point. And I don't know how minor league baseball president Pat O'Connor or the league presidents or the owners of these teams are going to operate at this point. They have to look ahead and see the forest through the trees. Now, I don't know if I necessarily use that in the right context, but they have to go look ahead, see the forest through the trees, and make a determination on what is going to be best for the long term. I don't know what that determination is. I don't think a lot of people know what that determination is. What I do know is that owners are very cost conscious, and they will do what they think is necessary in order to preserve the long-term functionality of their organizations. There's a lot of owners that own multiple teams. Some of their teams that make a lot of money, some of their teams that really struggle. A lot of owners are going to have some difficult decisions to make. And I feel like it would almost be better for the baseball industry as a whole if they knew right now whether or not they were going to play a season. If they knew that there would be no season, they could almost prepare for a 2021 season and make the financial adjustments necessary to preserve money now that you need to spend later when you can actually bring fans back. I think if minor league baseball was told right now there will be no season, their franchises might be in better shape than if there was a season. And that's not to say that I'm trying to kill the hopes and dreams of a 2020 minor league baseball season, but the situation is to the point where there's so much uncertainty that if you were able to make a decision right now on whether or not there was going to be a season, you'd be in a lot better shape 
than if you kept waiting for a season that may not happen. This has been another edition of MLB Morning Coffee. Appreciate you listening. If you have any questions, comments, leave a rating, write a review, subscribe. You can also email the show, greg.maraz at yahoo.com. And as always, this has been a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. My name is Greg Maraz. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, we'll catch you in the AM.